You ever heard the phrase zombie companies? Let me explain to you what zombie companies are. These are companies that are making enough money to pay their bills, pay their debt payments, but not enough to invest into growth. In other words, these are companies that should be going out of business. They're hanging on to somebody else's market share that this other company could do a better job. And by the way, why are they still around? Because today, according to Bloomberg Total Return Index, 18% of companies are part of zombie companies today. Barely making it. Some big names you need to know about. You know what it was in 1997? Only 1%. We went from 1% in 1997, that's 25, 26 years ago, to 18%. That's an increase of 1,700% growth in companies that don't make money, barely pay their bills, don't reinvest. Why are they still around? We're going to talk about that today and why you should know about that today. Okay, so if you give value out of this video, give it a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. So the whole concept of zombie companies was started in Japan called the Lost Decade. This concept originated in Japan during the 90s following the collapse of the country's asset price bubble. These companies were characterized by heavy reliance on bank financing to remain operational, meaning if I don't get any loan, I can't meet my expenses. I'm going out of business. Number two, inefficiency and poor performance. Number three, inability to generate sufficient earnings to cover operating costs and debt obligations. Now, now, here's a kicker. The cause, the reason for so many zombie companies was attributed to forbearance by banks that are unwilling to let borrowers fail. You know, this whole concept of too big to fail. They're like, no, 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 no. We can't let them fail because it's like the drug dealer doesn't want to get the addict so addicted to drugs that he kills himself. So he comes back buying drugs. They're so addicted to debt that you don't want to kind of let him go out of business because they're still making the payments. Does that kind of make sense? Guys are getting paid the commission. Not necessarily good for economy, by the way, but that's what's happening. Government policies aim that preserving employment and social stability and economists argued that the survival of zombie companies hindered economic recovery resources were diverted from productive firms to support alien companies let me get this straight you got five companies three of them are doing a good job these two guys are doing a shit job we give them money to keep performing at D-level standards rather than give this market share to these guys or let a new company come and disrupt these guys. No, no, no. Let's keep giving these guys money. Why? Can you imagine how ludicrous that is? That's like an NBA coach letting a player keep playing and he's shooting three for 20, but you keep giving him the shots. Why would anybody in the right mind do that? That's what these banks are doing. And innovation and productivity were stifled by the protection of inefficient firms. So what happened in 2008, this is when zombie companies became famous and popular in the US because of this program called TARP, which most people don't know what TARP stands for. Most of us know what TARP is, but TARP stands for, you ready? They're just telling us what TARP is. Troubled Asset Relief Program. This is like a person who can't pay their credit card payment. They're like, let's keep giving him more credit cards because he's going to keep making credit, but his debt keeps getting bigger. Why are we doing that? Because let's destroy him because he's going to be a slave to credit card companies and Visa just had record-breaking profits because interest rates today are at the highest they've ever been in credit card companies. So imagine if credit card companies are like, dude, let people keep making these interest payments. This is awesome. Except imagine you're doing that to multi-billion auto companies. They're slaves to this debt that they own to the slave owner, which is a debt holder. If you read scripture, you know what it says to the person that owns the debt. They own the other individual. These companies are owned by the debt holder. 
You know, it's crazy with this whole concept of zombie companies. You know how many people are going to be zombies and they don't even know they're individuals. They're working at a company. They don't know what's going on. They're casual. They haven't read a book for a while. They're not even doing their business planning. Boom. They're going to lose their position. Somebody newer and hungrier is going to come and take their position away from them. Same thing applies within corporations and companies. Some people are going to go into the new year 2024. They had a great 2023. They got money in the bank, but they're not paranoid. They're not looking. They're not planning. They're not preparing. They're the same person. They go into 24 being the same person. All of a sudden, boom, the market kicks their tail. This is why I wrote this book called Choose your enemies wisely. Business planning for the audacious few. We have put a few years, thousands of hours into this book. Comes out December 5th. If you want 2024 to be the beginning of the greatest years of your life, go order the book. Choose your enemies wisely. Click on the link below. Highly recommend you also order the Audible. So I tell some stories in the Audible that's not written in the book and make 2024 the beginning of the greatest years of your life. The term zombie company resurfaced in context of the U.S. financial crisis of 2008. Government bailouts, particularly through the $700 billion troubled asset relief program, were criticized for rescuing failing financial institutions. Critics argue that bailouts perpetuated the existence of zombie companies. Government support prevented market forces from weeding out poorly performing firms. Taxpayers' money, your money, my money, was used to prop up businesses that were unlikely to recover. The impact of zombie companies on the U.S. economy is debated. Some argue that their presence hinders economic growth and innovation. Others maintain that zombie companies provide employment and contribute to economic stability, which means let's keep low standards. As long as people got jobs, who cares? Let's maintain low standards rather than increasing the expectation for companies to say, stop making so many dumb decisions. Stop making so many decisions that are bad for the investors. Make better decisions. If you don't, let's give you the market share to somebody else that's making better decisions. By the way, if that company goes out of business and they got 10,000 employees, what do you think those 10,000 employees are going to go to? To the other seven competitors, they're going to go get a job elsewhere because that market share of customers is going somewhere. So the risk isn't on the employee. The risk is on the employer not doing a good job with the money that they have. So now watch this. In 2021, Goldman Sachs reported that some 13% of US listed companies could be considered zombies. This is just two years ago, which it called firms that haven't produced enough profit to service their debt. <laughs> you haven't produced enough profits to service your debts. Bring them to you. You haven't made enough income to pay off your debt. If you don't pay off your debt, what comes next? Bankruptcy. If you're an individual or decrease your lifestyle, but not if you're running a corporation, there is give them more debt to service the debt that they already couldn't have. Let me just continue reading this because this makes no sense to me and I'm sure it doesn't make sense to you either. The Federal Reserve study found that roughly 10% of public firms were zombie companies in 2019. Public firms on the stock market, one out of every 10 company on the stock market is a zombie company. This is pre-COVID when the economy was doing actually good. Finally, a Deutsche Bank study by Jim Reed in 2021 found, you ready? That over 25% of US companies were zombies in 2020. And according to the IMF, this number was only 1% in 1997. How in the hell did this happen? Low interest rate money being given away to people. That money was so cheap and they kept paying all the stuff that they were paying off. And all of a sudden now the rates being high, they're sitting there saying, what the hell are we going to do now? What are the ways government going to bail us out now? You know how they're going to sleep today? They have no clue what they're going to do. But you know why they're probably sleeping like a little baby? Because they know daddy's going to come and bail them out. And you know who daddy is? Me and you who fought for these people we vote for. And we give away billions of dollars to these companies to not go out of business. Because poor these companies that made some bad choices. And God forbid somebody like an Elon Musk will come out and piss them off and do something better. Go f yourself. <laughs> is that clear? Hey, Bob.
Reynolds. No, what a bad guy he is. Let us keep going golfing three, four times a week. Shame on you, Elon Musk, for being a little too driven and taking market share away from us. You don't deserve that. We do because we went to the right schools and you did not. Are you freaking kidding me? You know what? That sounds like a little baby crying. But that's exactly what's going on with these guys. So let me give you some zombie companies and you're going to be like, well, I probably don't recognize these zombie companies. You ready? Here's five of them for you. Sears Holdings Corporation, once a retail giant, Sears faced significant financial struggles and was often classified as a zombie company due to its mounting debts and declining sales. The company filed for bankruptcy in 2018. By the way, that's what should happen. Breaks my heart because the founders worked their asses off to build this company that's been around for God knows how long, but the people running the company today destroyed it. And guess what? That's okay. That's exactly what should happen to them. As It's a funeral for a company, but the existing leaders that were hired by the board were not the right leaders and they caused a legendary company like this to go out of business. Number two, JCPenney. This American department store chain faced similar challenges to Sears struggling with large debts and failing to adapt to changing retail trends. JCPenney was also often labeled as a zombie company before filing bankruptcy in 2020. Number three, Toys R Us. The toy retailer struggled with large debt load, making it difficult to invest in stores and online sales. It was considered a zombie company before declaring bankruptcy in 2017. iHeartMedia Inc., the largest radio station owner in the United States, iHeartMedia faced significant debt challenges and was often referred to as a zombie company. It filed for bankruptcy in 2018 to restructure its massive debt load. GE, Massive company took a lot of money from the government, didn't they? For a period, GE was also considered a zombie company due to its high level of debt and struggling business units. However, it has since taken steps to restructure and reduce its debt. And, and by the way, keep in mind, some of these companies, the, the, the financial situation can't change for them. AIG got $183 billion from the U.S. government, us. And Bob and Moshe ended up paying that back with a CFO, David Herzog, some $21 billion in interest. They paid it back within a few years. I was there when this happened. I had dinner with the CFO one time in 2012 or 13 in Chicago at Ritz-Carlton while they were going through this 2011 or 12. So in some cases, it did work, but not in all cases. If in one or two cases out of 30 cases it works, should we keep doing it? If in nine out of 10 cases it works, should we do it? Yes. But if it's two and seven, should we? If it's two and 10, should we? No. Let capitalism do its part and see what takes place. But no, they're not letting that happen. That's why we're at 25% of zombie companies, according to Deutsche Bank, Jim Reed. So I want to show you a couple of charts. If you take a look at this one here, this is a share of U.S. zombie firms from 2015 to 2020. Okay, the red is listed on the stock market. The gray is private. If you look at this 2015, 2016, 2017, all of them keep going up. Why? Because the rates have been kept at 0%, nearly at 0% for God knows how many years, nearly eight years. Then when 2017 comes around, what does Trump do in 2016, 2017? They start increasing rates because we can't be at zero to 1% this entire time. So go back to the chart. Now the list is in private. What happens to them? Notice the zombie companies decrease the next three years. 2017 drops, 2018 drops, 2019 drops. And by the way, you know the companies I just listed? You know when Toys R Us went out of business? In 2017. You know when... JCPenney went out of business, 2020. You know when Sears filed bankruptcy, 2018. You know when iHeart filed bankruptcy, 2018. Why? Because the rates started going up. And they're like, wait a minute, we can't keep borrowing money. We better get our act together. The correlation between these two tells a story. But by the way, j just to be uh, straight up here, the President Trump wasn't for Powell increasing the rates, even though he put Powell in there for the Fed chair. Powell raised it because he felt that's exactly what was needed. So watch this. Neither President Trump nor President Biden has been happy with what Powell has been doing. That's why Powell is actually a good Fed chair because he's doing whatever he can to help the economy. It's not an easy job. But to me, we got to keep increasing rates because if we keep them low the way we are, lots of these zombie companies are going to be everywhere. It's going to be a lot of fake success. 
some of this fake success got to be exposed by the rates going higher through the pruning process that we got to go through that we haven't for a while. So this next part is going to be a little bit technical, but I'm going to try to explain it to you. I think you need to know this part because there is a format to find out who is two years away from going out of business. There's actually a formula for it. When you look at this, the current zombie companies, based on Federal Reserve parameters, the average number is around $374 million and has a net negative return of 3.4% on the asset. So there's a few things when they look at this. It's called the ICR, one of them. The interest coverage ratio is calculated by dividing the earnings before interest and tax EBIT, not EBITDA, by the total amount of interest expense on all of the company's outstanding debts. The second one is the debt ratio, which is the debt ratio is fundamental analysis measure that looks the extent of company's leverage. And then you have compound annual growth rate called Kager. All right, so the question becomes, as an investor, can you kind of go out there and find out what company is about to be on this list that is potentially a zombie company? There's actually a formula for it. A couple of people came out with a theory. One of them is called the Olson model, which predicts bankruptcy risk using a multi-factor financial algorithm developed by Dr. James Olson in 1980. Any percentage value above 50% indicate the risk of a firm's bankruptcy within two years. And the second model is the Altman model used to predict whether a firm is likely to go into bankruptcy within two years and uses many variables from the income and balance sheet for the analysis. Distress is considered high with a value below 181. So if you want to go a little bit more into technical details of it, we'll put the link below. But I just kind of want to show you some of these companies. When you look at this, they graded it from the highest to lowest. These are some of the companies that are on the verge of filing bankruptcy. Look at the names on this list you may recognize. AMC, look at the score, negative 0.85 on the Altman Z score. It's got the Olsen score there as well. The other one is Virgin Galactic. How about Lionsgate Entertainment? What about Norwegian Cruise Line? This is the formula they're coming up with to say there's a very high likelihood these guys are about to go out of business. By the way, Bed Bath & Beyond, another great example there. They stood out as one of the most investors should stay away from some of the biggest problems included share value that they have been following steadily for nearly a decade, location in or near malls, which have not performed well for several years, desperate attempts to lower overhead by closing about 200 retail stores, negative operation profits, more than $4 billion in debt, increased competition from smaller and online sellers. And by the way, you don't have to be an accountant or a CPA certification to understand this part. Just look at this here. Bed Bath & Beyond from 2010. Year over year quarterly growth. You see the green? Green is good. Red is bad. Good numbers. 2010. Still good numbers. 11. 12 is still good numbers. 13 gets a little scary. 14 shows up. 15, a little bit of profits. And then the red keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Would you invest into this company? Check this out. Bed Bath & Beyond had a chance to turn itself around when Mark Triton became CEO in November of 2020. Unfortunately for the store and its shareholders, the COVID-19 pandemic ruined those plans. Bed Bath & Beyond could survive. Right now, though, it has the hallmark of being a zombie company doing its best to pretend it can still live a normal life. By the way, I don't want to overwhelm you with a ton of different stories. I can give you a lot of stories. Some say Uber may be a zombie company, even though when you look at Uber's numbers here, their operating income uh, uh, over the years, 2019, 2020, 2021, it's been in the negative for a while. This is the first time they've had back-to-back -back quarters where they're actually starting to make some money, right? But that could be one where, hey, like Amazon used to say, don't invest into Amazon if you're not with us for the long run because you're not going to make money. I'm reinvesting everything and then boom, guess what? He didn't make profits for a long time, then he was right. So that may be the case with Uber. Another Another example could be Ford. Some are calling Ford a zombie company because they've had three years of sales growth being under 3%, but the government just gave them $9.2 billion to bail out. So guess what? Now all of a sudden their numbers are looking good. The debt made them look good, but without debt, they were constantly, and now you're going to be EV. Now you're going to be the next Tesla. Who knows? But the reality is some of these companies are big companies that are zombie companies and Ford could be one of them.
So if you got value out of this video, give it a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. The one thing I will tell you is if you got value out of this video, I did another video that is on the consulting industry and how some people became so successful, they stopped asking other people, what's a better way of doing it? They stopped learning. They just kind of got, well, I'm, we've been doing it here for 20, 30 years. So what are we going to be doing? Boom. Went out of business. No, market's changing. Things are changing. The other day, we have a guy that's cutting clips for us and we're paying this guy 20 bucks a clip, 10 bucks a clip. So, okay, we'll do this for you. Now, AI, you literally upload a three-hour video and this three-hour video, the AI picks the top 20 best reels in it, puts the video, cuts it creative, adds the captions, adds the description. You don't do any of it. That's AI disrupting the entire industry. But those who are not looking that way, all of a sudden, boom, somebody new comes in, takes that market share away from them. So if you've not watched a video on consulting, highly recommend you watch that video. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye.